Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Previously on Ranger Command Power Hour. An interesting thought would be for us to all say at some point two things. A year from now, do you think it's better or worse? Like, so I guess like that's a, like a year from now. I will say better just because, you know, this so this time next year, you know, you'll be going into that 30th anniversary celebration, whatever that looks like. I mean, I think there'll be a lot of fanfare and treatment. Is it, and is it handled some, better? Is it handled I think it's better? handled better. Now about the brand existing, I think there's, I'm not worried about that. I don't think, I mean, it, I think it would exist in some form always. Power Rangers is just so many weird things and it always has been, you know, mm-hmm. especially since the 20th anniversary, really. I mean, it's really been this mishmash of identities. I believe a year from now, we will look back and we'll say, okay, they are doing better. Another word is recency that we've used a lot today. I do believe it's one of those things too, where it's, what have you done for me lately? And the, the sure. latest thing they did was they, they took a dump on our head. That's what they did lately. They could literally four weeks from now, announce some big hubaloo, you know, summer's coming up, you know, something in the middle of there where they just blow our mind. So I, I will say, yes, they're going to do better. But I also think we're going to get probably a few more duds like this as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to be a mix, you know, and I know that sounds kind of optimistic in a way, you know, maybe not as pessimistic as I thought I was going to be today, but that that's just my guess. Now, after the 30th anniversary and after the Jonathan at whistle stuff happens, you know, that's where I think you get into really, really weird territory. You get past that. And if it falls, you know, flat on its face, then it's like, bye, see ya. You know, this is a legacy brand. This is a collector's brand. What are you picking? Yes or no? Yes, it's in a better place. They're doing better and you're feeling better about it. Or no, you're carrying today's feeling with you. I don't want to carry today's feeling with me because I, <laughs> I, want, I, I want to be good, Eric. I want to be optimistic, Eric. But bad Eric's on that side. Like, nah, man, this is dropping fast. <sighs> what I feel after today, I'm not optimistic. So let's do our best to revisit this in a year. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 218, Rangers Revisit Fan First Tuesday, one year and change later. Recorded on July 17th. 2023. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your host. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm Ken, also known as the Ken Glenn. I'm Josh, also known as Kentucky Jam. And I'm Josh, also known as Living Ranger Key. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P., Steve F., Jacob P., Justin Z., Charlie N., Brian M., Craig M., Liz M., Mason M., Tyler W., Steve R., Hassan A., Josh P., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. Remember, you can go to linktr.ee slash rangercommandph for all the links for our show, including our Amazon affiliate link, which no one uses at amazon.com slash shop slash rangercommandph. <laughs> Hello. I'd say that link louder, man. I just feel like busted in every other uh, segment or something. You know, you need some help. Exactly. 
Start putting it on every tweet. He's got a baby over here, and y'all ain't even <laughs> clicking the link. So it was this time. That's why I said a year ago and change, because back in episode 197 which we released on april 15th 2022 we had ken and josh moore here where we talked about the fan first tuesday the infamous tuesday that was tacked on to the end of a transformers and we were all like why was this only 15 minutes one of the darkest days of my life <laughs> if anybody's watched geek each week that's where you know i plan my whole day around that. i skipped class that day by the way for that. yeah that was, for uh, nothing yeah yeah it was a legendary day. I never regretted my life's choices more than I think on that one particular day. <laughs> we literally said in the episode, and you probably heard it in the, the intro, which I put together, we said we'd revisit this in a year, see how our thoughts have changed if we were right to be positive or negative about the state of Hasbro. And I'm glad we actually waited a couple more months to do this. I, one, because I was just extremely busy the past couple months and two i don't think this would have been a better episode if we didn't have the news that we're about to to talk about some of this news because it kind of reinforces some of our thoughts from that last episode well and also i feel like if you guys would have talked about well because i mean i don't know if i would have been involved in it but if right. you guys would have talked about like an actual one year later because we had the, the, at the time of this video or the this is a video I can't at the time of this <laughs> recording we haven't had a fan stream since the April seventeenth one which honestly right. looking at that stream that was probably one of our best ones we've ever had so if you were talking to me in April I would have been like guys lightning collections back we're gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> we would have had once and always glow all yeah the oh yeah absolutely yeah like April. Awesome. Not now. Not now. We're right before, if you want to call it Power Month. I know Hasbro's not going to call it Power Month, but us in yeah. the fandom will call it Power Month. Power and, I, and I will try to get this episode out actually this month, uh, which would be nice <laughs> for once. Well, it's, it's okay, Eric, because I mean, Hasbro's only going to take one hour. And so you also have to just compete for that hour. So it's. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It. First, I did want to talk a, a little bit about some comics news. I know by the time we release this, San Diego Comic-Con will be finished, but Boom Studios will be at San Diego Comic-Con. That's probably where you'll get the most Power Rangers experience at San Diego Comic-Con. So they do have some Power Rangers signings and a panel. On Thursday, July 20th, there'll be It's Morphin Time with Boom Studios panel from 2 to 3 p.m. Boom Studios and Hasbro will celebrate 30 years of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers storytelling in comics. Join Melissa Flores, Megan Camarena, and series editors Allison Goranowitz and Daphna Plebin for a roundtable discussion on the history of the series, an exciting look at what's next, and some special surprises. So maybe Ooh. it'll be like, hey, Omega Rangers. Yeah, what could that be? <laughs> <laughs> and then Melissa and Megan will have a signing on saturday july 22nd from 12 to 12 45 p.m uh, because they'll be signing not only mighty Morphin power rangers which melissa writes but also power rangers unlimited hyper force which is coming out in a couple days by the time people listen to that it will be already out i've read the issue in advance i think if you're a hyper force fan you're gonna love the hell out of this book and even if you're if you don't know necessarily about hyper force this is still a fun comic that catches you pretty quickly with who the characters are and 
uh, what's going on. Plus, it ties into the big comic event that's happening right now or will be happening is Darkest Hour. The events of this one shot continue in Darkest Hour. And if you've seen the solicitations for future issues of my Morphin Power Rangers, you know, at one point, one of the covers will show uh, some Hyperforce Rangers in the background. Um, so they are actually part of this event. So the Hyperforce one shot is just a launching point. You will see this team more in the comics coming up. And then going back a day on Friday, July 21st, all the press release says is that from 3 to 3.45, there'll be Power Rangers cast members signing. We don't know what cast members. We don't know if it's Cosmic Fury team or uh, a smattering of uh, legendary Rangers, but that's what's going on for Boom Studios. They also have a few Power Rangers exclusives, including Power Rangers 108 exclusive variant cover by Ivan Tao for 15 bucks and uh, another cover by him for issue 109. So the 108 cover is this really cool Lord Zed on his throne and the 109 is Lord Draken on his throne. So there's going to be like a full color version of those as well as a like sketch variant version of those. The other exclusives that they'll have, they're actually going to have a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers slash TMNT2 issue five exclusive cover set by Dan Mora. One variant has the concept art for the human disguises that the Ninja Turtles wear. And the other cover is the concept art for the mutant Rangers. They will also have an exclusive coinless number one black and white variant cover by Jenny Fearson. So that's all that's happening with Boom Studios and Power Rangers at San Diego Comic-Con. Those guys just keep on chugging along. I'm a little bit behind in the comics, but I'm excited to pick up where I've left off. And mm -hmm. what I want to just speak on Unlimited, you know, the new Unlimited issue. One, that whole sub-series has been really fun. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's been a great place for some expanded storytelling that gets outside of Mighty Morphin. I know people like to complain about it's all Mighty Morphin all the time. If you're one of those people, I mean, I think the Unlimited <laughs> series is where you need to be, especially those one shots that come out pretty regularly, one or two a year. Mm -hmm. They always tie into the current story arc as well. They find a way to feed it into the current story. Right. There's definitely some, some stuff because like the last thing I read was that Draken got defeated and like the whole universe is all weird. And so like the Mighty Morphin team's gone and now they're like on a Terra Venture ship. And so I got a lot of catching up to do. You got a lot to catch up on. Yeah. <laughs> and then issue 110 for Power Rangers is actually the prelude to Darkest Hour. That is on sale at the time when we record this next week, July 26th. It might already be out by the time you listen to this, but that is specifically the issue that kicks off Darkest Hour. So Zed and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers working together, if they're going to have a shot at defeating Mistress Vile, you better believe it. But Mistress Vile has an army on her side in the desperate fight for safe haven. And as leaders and heroes collide, a well-kept secret on a mysterious island on Earth houses the the darkest consequences imaginable for the grid itself. Whoa. I got to get caught up on these things. You have to. <laughs> I, I, pr I promise you I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> Hasbro's incentivizing us to dive into the comics if we haven't. You see, here's the thing. I need channel content, so I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this will sneak into your channel content, but this press release 
came out of the blue. <laughs> I, I got this email from Hasbro's PR department, not Power Rangers, that's public relations. So they're public relations people that they outsource. I got this press release. It sounds kind of cool, but it's in Mexico. So Hasbro City, the family entertainment center, officially opens its gates in Peso Interlomas in the state of Mexico. And I probably butchered that, but there are entertainment rides and attractions based on Hasbro properties. And the one based on Power Rangers is called Power Rangers Battle, which is a state-of-the-art bumper cars track with 360-degree turns. And you can see all of the details on that, as well as pictures of this bumper cars experience, as well as other attractions at Hasbro City. I have no idea why they're doing this in Mexico. I mean, that's cool. I'm glad that there's a lot of Hasbro fans in Mexico, but I'm like, what about up here? <laughs> <laughs> You're just, you're just not a real Power Rangers fan if you don't go down there and ride these bumper cars. I guess I'll be not a real Power Rangers fan. Then. <laughs> We're all posers. What's the chance that they might be making lightning collections of the cars? Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, at this point, who knows? Maybe like a five. It's one of those things to where like, you know, we would probably have gotten like those before we got Time Force Pink anyway. So like, I don't oh my know. Like, God. <laughs> There'll be a Haslab. <laughs> yeah. We're always listening to fans. Fans. Uh, we want Jen from Power Rangers Time for Who? <laughs> Not those fans. We're listening to the other fans. Here's Cobra Here's Kai. Co Jen, did you say Ken from Street Fighter? You... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, they want Ken. Make Ken. Those other two did not need to get made. Uh, well, apparently they did need to get made because of the pre-orders that launched for them. Uh, they sold better than any of the Lightning Collection Rangers did with pre-order numbers. So. That's so sad. Yeah, it is. I hate it here. I do too. <laughs> this is the worst timeline. <laughs> it truly yeah. is. And then we get this stinker. Power Rangers to no longer film in New Zealand. So this came out towards the end of June from One News New Zealand. Hasbro is ending production of Power Rangers in New Zealand after 20 years. In a statement, Hasbro did not say why production was ending, but fan speculation and tweets from executive producer Simon Bennett and writers like Becca Barnes over the past few weeks seems a point that Cosmic Fury is being the last live action TV series in the current iteration. We've got links to the tweets uh, in question, but Becca Barnes is like, hey, here's an update on LinkedIn. And it's like, I'm not writing for Power Rangers anymore. It's because Power Rangers isn't happening anymore yeah so from one news new zealand they said we are committed to keeping power rangers fresh by reimagining the brand and how we bring our entertainment content to life for our consumers a spokesman said we've been in communications with teams to ensure they are set up for success in their next adventures that's referring to the workers in new zealand that are going to be affected by this and then they said quote we've had the pleasure of working with such incredible and talented teams in new zealand and plan to keep close for any future projects that may be a fit for power rangers or across any other for our future entertainment productions. And there's also a link on our news article to the news report from One New Zealand News, and they interview 
Sally Marn, who played Tori in Ninja Storm, they interviewed the person who played, what was her name, Miratrix in... Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tallulah Blakely, who played uh, Commander Shaw in Beast Morphers. And so we really don't know what's going to happen, especially now because of the writer strike and actor strike that's going on right now. And personally, I don't care if we get more Power Rangers right now, because I think it's more important that actors and writers get paid fair wages and they can get a better yeah. deal. But we do know that there's still that potential reboot out there with Jonathan Entwistle and Jenny Klein. But we definitely know that's not happening anytime soon because of the strike, because Jenny Klein is on the picket line like every day. She's yeah. posted on her social media about that. So if you told me a year ago, like when we recorded that episode, if we wouldn't have Power Rangers filming in New Zealand anymore, I, I hate it because Power Rangers filmed in New Zealand more than they filmed in America. Two thirds of Power Rangers history, two thirds of this 30 year franchise has been filmed in that country and it sucks because new zealand brought such a flavor in terms of locations and actors and incredibly talented crew as well not only uh, directors but prop makers costume designers special effects artists everyone behind the scenes and the reason a lot of people filmed in new zealand and a lot of productions happened there was because of these like really huge tax incentives. And apparently just from Power Rangers, it brought $340 million to the local economy during those 20 years. That is incredible. And it's, I think it's a real shame that Power Rangers one, we don't know if there's even going to be another series pending this reboot or whatever happens, but it won't be filmed in New Zealand. And I think that's incredibly sad i've been lucky enough over the last couple of years to speak with a lot of people who you know, are from new zealand kiwis natives but also people who've worked with those people who can't say enough nice things about the people there and i think to put it in perspective for people listening that you know because you hear new zealand and it's it's really it's literally another world away it's you're when you're on calls with these people it's like six it's like a 16 hour time difference it's really <laughs> right. It really is, you know, and so I think from a logistics standpoint, I think some of your costs, what you're saving in some tax incentives, but you're also, there's a lot of travel involved and some complicated stuff logistically, right. but these people are so proud of what they do. And it's a country, you know, I live in Kentucky and Ken lives in Kentucky. It, our state is like, it's our population is like 4.5 million. The population of New Zealand is 5 million roughly. So that's what it's a very small country. It's a very sure. community of creative people who all know each other. You know, all the people, uh, so many of the people that worked on Power Rangers for um, the last 20 years have been there since Ninja Storm. Yep. You're losing quite a bit. And I said this in my article when I posted about this, that some of the crew have been with the show for 20 years, and that includes the visual effects supervisor, Carol Petrie. We had one of our first interviews because of her back in 2014, and she's moved up the ranks. She like was doing just some of the assistant visual production effects. And so in Cosmic Fury, she's literally the visual effects supervisor. She is the one that supervises every single effect shot. And she's been with the show since Ninja Storm. Wow. That is a huge career to be 20 years at a single job. Like, that's amazing. And now 
now it's being taken away and i'm sure she'll go on to do i'm sure everyone will go on to do you know amazing things and and continue to be part of the new zealand production machine but this is a real hit to new zealand to lose power rangers production it's such a shame because like i don't mind the idea of you know filming somewhere else because like obviously like there's a lot of different you know creative and uh, beautiful locations that you can film the show at but there's such iconic locations that you know, like you know we we know those quarries and we know those hills <laughs> and we know we know those beaches and it's just it's one of those things where like you you know you watch Power Rangers for a vast majority of the franchise's existence via the Disney Neo Saban and Hasbro eras and you recognize these locations and so like Power Rangers feels more of a New Zealand production than it does even technically an LA production if you want to you know be mm-hmm. technical about it and so it's definitely something that it's a uh, you're going to feel that missing location. You're going to feel that missing energy whenever we get whatever the next production is and it's not filmed there anymore. And maybe now we'll get a Toronto feel. <laughs> like, maybe. maybe Like every other CW show. Exactly. Now, this is the big one. Lightning Collection going on, on hiatus. And, and the reason that we have Josh here, and, and Josh, thank you for being here at the last minute because I, I told you I was recording and you were like, hey, would you mind if I joined? And I'm like, well, you're <laughs> you're half the reason why <laughs> we're talking about this. So Yeah, it's been, let me, let me tell you, it's been, uh, it's, it's just been. It's just been. It's just been. The past month or so, at the time of, of recording this, there's a lot of things that like I've been dealing with, with like a personal level that like I'm obviously not going to dive into. And as I post about constantly on my YouTube and my Twitter and everything, I'm now two months after graduation from college, which is insane to me that it's been that long already. And so like I'm sitting here at home, I'm working on some big plans. Hopefully, if you're listening to this in August, the August plans that I'm working on, because this is my most ambitious project that I have ever put together. I've been working on this project since... Uh, August of 2022. So hopefully it's panning out and so far everything's coming together and I'm, I couldn't be happier right now, which is weird to say, but it's such a, I I feel so conflicted right now because I genuinely am in a really good mood and I'm feeling great. And that's why I'm so talkative and I'm much more lively than I feel like I usually am. But at the same time, my like greatest fears of this line are coming true. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel so incredibly defeated and so incredibly um, upset. And good thing is that I can finally say these things without just bursting into tears at this point, because I've done it already enough in the last couple of days, in the last couple of weeks. But the Lightning Collection, as anybody would know from just looking at any of my videos, looking at Lightning Fig PR, people in the community, they know, they hear my name and they go, that's the guy that is like, super super crazy passionate about ranger keys and lightning collection it's always ranger keys and lightning collection and you're absolutely correct that's what i'm known for (laughs) that's what i want to continue to be known for uh those are the two things that give me the most joy in being a fan of this of this franchise uh you know both sentai and and uh power rangers and people have always asked me to go like why do you like keys so much why do you like the lightning collection so much and it's always been because both of them and also the candy toy um, showed a super line for anybody unfamiliar with that line. This falls into that group as well, because that line is absolutely fantastic. If you've never heard of it, all three of these speak to me on a, on a personal level of exactly what I want out of this franchise. And that is my one goal that I've always wanted any of those three toy lines to accomplish. And none of them have been able to do it, which is why it's always so frustrating to be a fan of all three of them, because all of them have the potential and they have the means and they have the companies behind them to make it possible. 
but none of them have been able to pull it off. And that is all I want is just like one complete collection of every Ranger suit yep. in the in the same scale that mm-hmm. can stand. I want to be able to one day in my life, if I can ever afford my like my own place to have enough room to do this, you know, if I if I had like a, a Bruno MMPR toys basement, like <laughs> I would love to set up a giant shelf and recreate like a legend war scene, yep. regardless if it's like accurate to go Kaijers or not. But I don't care which line I do it in. If it's in Lightning Collection, that's awesome. That takes up the most space, but that's still really cool. If it's Ranger Keys, that takes up the least space. And that kind of is, I, I guess, technically the most fitting if you're trying to do the Gokaiger one. And if it's Shoto Super Figures, that takes up not that many space. And it's actually so far the one that's probably the most likely to actually make that dream a reality. And so all I want to do with anything that I possibly can with the skills that I've learned in my lifelong passion of filmmaking and storytelling and entertain people and just my passion for making content because that's just what i know that i was born to do is that i'm going to take those skills and i'm going to tell you why i think that my dream is a dream that is worth all of the times of staying up super late and editing the videos and filming these videos and being the only advocate if if, if only one person believes in that dream then i think it's worth it to have that dream and i know that i'm not the only person who does and i know that it's worth it to to do this kind of thing. And of course, it's silly to put that much energy, time, and everything. It's not into something. silly. It's I mean, silly. It, I think it is in, in, in so, to a certain degree, especially when you think of everything with Hasbro and just where we're at with the brand and that. Hey, if it wasn't you and if it wasn't other fans promoting this, sure as hell of Hasbro isn't. No, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we'll get into that when we talk about this past year since we recorded that one episode. I've always said that the fans do it best. And it's unfortunate because, you know, both Ken and I come from marketing backgrounds. Right. You know, Josh is in journalism. You know, you're in filmmaking. Yeah. And I'm also in the entertainment, podcasting, audio production sphere. So if it wasn't for fans, all these amazing creative fans in Ranger Nation, and that's been the goal of Ranger Command since day one, is highlighting people in Ranger Nation and, and these accomplishments. And we've got photographers, we've got 3D model makers, we've got people making video series and stop motion and podcasts and artwork and comics like fan comics and fan fiction. And there are so many passionate, creative people in our community and all the people who cover the news and all of that stuff without us power rangers doesn't get more eyes on it right we've seen that over the past year the changes in staff at hasbro and the marketing and just the power ranger team itself has changed just in the past year and there was all the layoffs at the end of last year and you know this ongoing just constant downward spiral to now we're at the point of Josh breaks the news as we're recording this this past weekend that yeah the lightning collection as we know it is ending yeah we don't know if it's a total complete break ending or if they're just taking a year off to reevaluate i would love if they're just taking some time to reevaluate you know maybe push the numbers around and see how they can better maximize the lightning collection or maximize this brand. But also part of me thinks they don't know what the hell to do with power Rangers. So it's better for them to sit on it than have a competing brand. Right. They, they definitely could benefit greatly from 
taking a breather. And that's why I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm, I'm totally mm-hmm. good with, with a breather. And I think that part of it too is the fact that obviously, you know, I didn't find, um, so like for anyone curious of like, you know, how Lightning Storm was put together, most of the time I uh, specifically wait to record Lightning Storm until either right before or right after I do Geek Each Week on Friday nights because I try my best, especially with my internet connection, I always have to try to plan uh, enough hours in advance to make sure that it's not going to try to like, you know, explode for some reason. I I also want to make sure that, you know, it gets out with enough time for Patreon members to get a chance to watch it. And that I feel is a uh, reasonable and like fair amount of time early because, you know, sure. what, what else are they paying for it for? So every single Friday night, I stay up until like four or five a.m. into Saturday morning getting it done. Oh, that's like me when I'm in when I'm knee deep in, in Ranger Command. That's yeah. me on Friday nights, too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like on Fridays, on, on Fridays, I stay I, I sleep in really late. And then I wake up and I get the news ready to go for Geek Each Week. And then I gather up the Lightning Collection stuff for the week, uh, which I always accumulate throughout the week as well. I kind of just go through, I check through the Twitter, I make sure I didn't miss anything uh, as much as I can. I decide kind of, you know, what am I doing story-wise for the week. I always try to do at least three stories. I, I don't know if I always hit that, but I was kind of, that's my my goal. And then I uh, I put the thumbnail together and I get it all organized. But that's the usual pattern. But that doesn't mean that I found out that the Lightning Collection was ending the night before I posted that particular right. video. That was something that I had heard. And I'll, and I'll be fully transparent with it, especially because I, I feel like with such a big announcement and due to the fact that that kind of news basically means that since not a lot is going to be happening really anyway, and in the amount of people that have told me this information is literally the most that I have ever had be told information for by a an absolute ridiculous margin. It's confirmed. Usually when I leak something for the Lightning Collection or, or have talked about something, it's either because it was one store leaked this, one person told me this, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, literally, I think there has been at least a dozen different people from different stores, from different companies even, that have reached out and been like, yeah, it's done. And the good news is, is that they've all been reasonably consistent in saying no, nobody's ever come out and said the Lightning Collection is canceled forever, which is great. That's not I don't want to hear that. All I've ever heard is, oh, it's going to take a year off or it's taking some time off or it's take or it's going through a reevaluation. You know, sometimes people give me a time frame. Sometimes they sometimes they don't. So take the time frame with a grain of salt. But, you know, the idea of it taking a break is definitely happening. And regardless if that is a year break, if it's a two-year break, if it's a three-year break, I mean, Marvel Legends went on a four-year break until Hasbro brought that back. But basically, the way I see it as it currently stands is that it's been enough time for me having known this news that I've come to terms with it, which I know is like, you know, kind of also dumb to say, but like, I get it. All the people that that are messaging me and going like, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't pay that much of money to waste it, you know, in the the people that are um, saying, well, I don't believe that until... Hasbro comes out and say it and I know they're... I know I know they're not going to say it and I and I know I know that it's, I'm sorry. I know it's I know. just I mean Ken and I know I mean yeah you never put a press release for we're ending something or we're no, quitting don't. it's it's so uh hello yes thank you we are ending the lightning collection uh we know that you're all looking forward to completing your teams but you but will not be allowed you. to oh, please pay full price for this rpm yellow figure you idiot no, they're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah. And here's the thing. To that point, because I feel like it's it's important when something like this happens, when you get news that is not good news, I think it's important to take everybody's take on that news into consideration and respect that. 
And I feel like to everybody who's been messaging me, not believing it. Yes, there have been people that have been like we just did. People have been poking fun at people who think that. Sure. I have too. I will fully admit that I that I have participated in that as well because of just the sheer amount of it that there's been. And the fact that I know that Hasbro will never say anything. However, I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Because when I first heard this news, I was the same way. If you would have DM'd me or talked to me like mid-June or something, I posted about it a little bit and I'm not good at hiding a lot of things in my personal life and I really need to get better at that. But the thing is, is that I was going through a lot of personal things that were compounding together in June. Mm, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and it was at that same time that I found out that the Lightning Collection was ending. And I really, really was upset because, sure. you know, I sat there and, and I felt the same way. I, I sat there and I went, no, you, you can't you can't just end it. And I went through that period of it's almost like a stages of grief or something. You know, sure. it's like. I went through that. Well, it's like a breakup. Process. Yeah, it is. And it really sucks that they started three teams that will yeah. possibly yeah. never get finished. We're right. freaking Lightspeed. Yeah. The whole time I'm like, Lightspeed. We don't even get Carter. We get Chad with Chad. with promo <laughs> shot uh, <laughs> portrait. Like, come on. Do you know how long I've wanted RPM figures? Oh, I know. Yeah. For real. Let me tell you. No disrespect to Rose or Summer, but she's like probably my least favorite member of the team. <laughs> But that I, portrait looks yeah. really like Rose McIver. Her figure turned out very good, and I'm very excited to get it whenever yeah. it releases here, if it ever does. Uh, but, you know. Don't I mean, say that. <laughs> don't, don't you dare. Mock drop. <laughs> it's okay. You can you can uh, import it from uh, Alibaba right now oh, for like $20. So. That reminds me of when the, uh, you, you joke, I hope, but the, <laughs> the Lauren figure that never made it here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the thing to where, like, the day that we're recording this is the day that I uh, officially launched my replacement series for Lightning Storm, because Mm -hmm. obviously I can't keep doing Lightning Storm if there's nothing to talk about. Uh, But I don't want to stop doing a Saturday series because it's something that I it's ingrained. It's literally worked into my weekly schedule that Friday nights I do Geek Each Week. Saturday afternoons, I do Lightning Storm, regardless if that was I put a Lightning Storm episode out. Every Saturday throughout college when we were filming, because we were always film our projects on the weekends, of course, I would skip out on Geek each week because we would be on set all day, but I'd still get a lightning storm out. It meant a lot to me. I filmed them on set on the, a lot of times, or I'd film them ahead of time and just hope that nothing would come out to make the episode instantly outdated. It meant a lot to me that that series happened every Saturday. And every time that I didn't do one on Saturday, which like there was one Saturday in June that I skipped this past month. Every time I didn't do one, I felt bad because mm. I would sit there and I would go, come on, Josh, you couldn't get one out. Well, you couldn't get one more out. You do this every single week. But sometimes it really was hard. Sometimes sure. it was really difficult to sit there and go, first of all, nothing happened. So what am I going to talk about for like 10 minutes? And second of all, when you have things like this, this the, 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 the end of the lightning collection news, I don't want to record that. <laughs> like, I, no. I, I didn't want to sit there and go, I'm sorry. Especially because I also, and this is something that I'll be addressing in my next episode, which at this point will have probably been out a couple weeks ago. Like, you know, a couple months ago, I had released an episode around the time that they uh, posted their uh, uh, their backtrack on the plastic repackaging initiative. Right. And in that press release for that, which even that was like, you know, you're, you're talking about a Hasbro press release. That was a press release using some air quotes, because what that was, <laughs> was it was a <laughs> random Thursday night where they sent an email yep. response to their influencer list. And then just said, 
it'd be cool if you posted that, but they they never really like made it clear like that's what they wanted people to do. It wasn't like right. formatted like a regular press release. It was a very right. strange, it was like, very weird response. But I, it was a response, I guess. That is probably the closest you're going to get to a right. negative press release from from Hasbro because it is a negative. I would say to backtrack on that initiative. And that's the thing they included Power Rangers in that. They did. <laughs> the line's going to be done before you can go back to open windows. The thing about that is that I will say it with just full on confidence here because I will have already talked about it in the Lightning Stone by this point. But the final Boom Studios wave of four figures, which at the time of this recording, I am under the impression, and I, I don't think this will change, and if it does, I apologize if it's wrong, but I, I've been told that it's that we can expect it to be Morphinaut and the remaining three color swap rangers, right? Which mm-hmm. I think is a perfectly acceptable... I would, I would have never wanted that to be the final wave ever, but I want all four of those figures to exist, so I'm good with that. If that is the case, I would not be surprised if by pre-order-wise and everything, and depending on whenever they announce it, I could see that being like one of those things where like they announce it to be like a February pre-order date or something. So it's like technically a 2024 product. Sure. But, you, sure. but it will probably still come out in like China or Malaysia by like November of 2023. So I'll still can always consider it a 2023 product. But I feel like that could be a loophole into where that press release is still accurate by describing that Lightning Collection is continuing in 2024. Sure. And in that video back in April, I had mentioned which does not age well. I had mentioned how I had heard that a Wave 16 would not be coming as soon as we would have expected one to be. There was a Wave 16 in the works. That's not the case anymore, but I think I was ended up getting some information confused that Wave 16 is actually this Boom Studios wave. I'm not going to call it that. I'm not going to call it Wave 16 because it's sure not technically supposed to be, but you could... Further... Are they, are they going to be individual or a three-pack? They're going to be four individual figures. They're four individual product numbers. Got it. Okay. So you can call it a Wave 16. I think that that is a reasonable thing, but I think it's more comparable to like when they did the four A squads where they were like separate releases all over the place. They weren't necessarily a wave, but like technically they were like a wave of four. Sure. So like, so I'm sure that some retailers, especially overseas, are probably going to group them together and call them wave 16 or wave 15 or whatever number. Cause a lot of times the international listings have the wrong wave number could call it a wave 16, but I'm not, I'm never going to call it that. So that's, I think what was happening. I think I was just getting some things confused and mixed around to where it wasn't technically wrong what I said, but it also was not technically right. So I, I do apologize for that. Uh, but it's just some, some things recently have been very hard to decipher what is sure. actually happening and what is more of a this was discussed but doesn't mean that's what we're doing kind of thing so it's really difficult i think now with the amount of people that have reached out following the response to episode 216 of lightning storm and the first episode of uh, lightning aftermath mm-hmm. i think now i have a better idea of what's going on and i have, I have much more confidence in saying this is probably going to happen like this and i will probably you know and honestly at this point if i'm wrong my track record was probably like 98% correct. So I don't really care. So like, you know, <laughs> if, it, if I fall, if I, if Shoot I, your I shot, bro. Yeah, I know. If I stumbled a little bit at the end, you know, at least I still finished the race. You know, it's fine. I just, I just like tripped when I like, you know, I got caught on the ribbon at the end or whatever, you know? That's well, it's bit. easy to call the end of the line, Josh, when you're the one responsible for <laughs> cutting it off. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> got you, boy. Yeah, we all know what you were doing. You're not you supposed to it. tell them that. I'm not supposed to. I, I think the funniest thing to the whole, the whole blowback on the whole thing has been, 
I get it. It's the internet. Let's take everything with a bit of um, a grain of salt. And two, sometimes reliable people have sources and sometimes those sources get wrong information. But the idea, just like some of the vitriol I've seen kind of directed toward you over this is (laughs) funny to me because it's like, I would assume that all your coverage of the lightning collection is probably your most viewed content and therefore your most profitable content. Why would you lie and say that this thing is ending (laughs) when it's really impacting you as a creator (laughs) and it's impacting you as a fan? So it's like, why would you lie about that? I think it's important to be fully transparent with these kind of things because I acknowledge that I have a very privileged spot in in the channel and everything that I have. I never would have imagined that I ever would have been able to be given, you know, the opportunities that I've had um, mm-hmm. in the fandom. And I, I don't want to take that for granted. It really does mean the absolute world to me that anybody ever cares about what I have to say. But I, I think it's important to be fully transparent. Yes, the episode of Lightning Storm, where I title it The End of the Lightning Collection, <laughs> did pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat that. And so, yes, there's almost this sort of cynicism towards it to where every time the Lightning Collection had a controversy, it was good for me. Sure. But that doesn't mean that I wanted that to be the case. I really, truly did not. That's just how content creation and just news works. You know, I was Mm -hmm. when I was covering the Kentucky football team, it sucked when a player got a DUI and got arrested and couldn't play for four games. But you know what? The most stories that got the the stories that got the most page views. Yeah, yeah, when no, the players exactly. got the DUI and couldn't play. Right. It's now. the sole reason social media exists, my people, <laughs> is to piss you off. So, of course, that content does the best. Right. It's yeah. by design. I think what some people, what gets lost on some people, too, is they interact with you and engage with you through Twitter. They feel like they know you. They have this, you know, or they are subscribed to your channel and they feel like they right. know you that way. Right. They're not thinking about the person who has never watched a lightning collection video who right, may right. encounter it that way with the thumbnail and the, and the clickbaity title. That's, I would say, I hate the phrase clickbait cause I heard it so much working at right. the newspaper no, I cause that, it's not yeah. clickbait because guess what? You're delivering what you promised. Right. You yeah. were yeah. explaining. Yep. The- you ended the lightning collection. <laughs> you did it. You said it's over and by God, the blood is on your hands, my dude. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, all right, the, the jig is up. I called Hasbro and I said, guys, we're done. Pack it, it up. Pack it up. <laughs> See, that's what every fan dreams of. They just Every fan, you know, wants to become a content creator to kill the thing they love. I would love to have been the one that killed the legacy line. That would have been dope. <laughs> Well, what do you think my plan has been for the past 10 years? It was to kill Power Rangers. The long con. I hope truly all four of us will be able to kill a toy line someday. I really think that we have, I really think that we have, we have it, you know, when Hasbro brings the lightning collection back, Josh, you got, you want it? You want to kill it? You want to do that one? Because like I can, you know, we can pass the baton. You can kill it the next time. I'm good. You can be bookended by Josh's. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. We'll make sure RoboGoat gets in and out and we're, we'll be done. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, imagine, like, okay, like, it's a year from now, and it does come back. (laughs) We're going to have another update episode. The year of the year interview. Our boy Josh is going to be eating good. Like, his next (laughs) thumbnail is like, guess who's back? (laughs) The reports of my death were highly exaggerated. (laughs) But his first leak is Mighty Morphin Re-Remastered is coming to the Lightning Collection. If the line is revived in 2025 or something, you can guarantee 
guarantee that there's going to be a Mighty Morphin Red Ranger oh, in it. Yeah. Woo, I'm going to buy it. Woo. Look, guys, we have to get the one where they finally paint the boots black underneath <laughs> the soles of the boots. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Honestly, I don't want any other figure but that. <laughs> <laughs> Those 30th basic anniversary figures have their boots painted. Those figures are dope, dude. They are. They're pretty. They're cool. not. I bad. got the got Green Ranger one yeah. just for the shield. It's yeah. actually pretty good. I, I want to get the Green Ranger. I bought the Red Ranger one because I have a problem and I just keep buying money more from the red related things because it's same suits. Uh, so I'm with I, I'm like yeah. that with black. So right. So like yeah. I I will get any Mighty Morphin Red figure you put in front of my face. I don't care, but I do really want green because I want that removable shield. Well, the blue has the updated helmet sculpt. Yeah, like oh, this. Yeah, nice, yeah. But but pink and green and black have like the old ones, and the black one is just like it's black, terrible. Kinky, yeah. Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But red and blue have the updated sculpts, and it's pretty dope. But yeah, they painted the the boots on those black and. The remastered ones do not have that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Cool beans. That is true. Hasbro. Well, uh, yeah, since that fan first Tuesday, we've only had a handful of Power Rangers live streams from Hasbro. We had the Hasbro Pulse San Diego Comic Con 2022 fan stream. That was with the Dino Fury cast. We had the Power Rangers Power Week fan stream from August 25th. I thought that was a good one. I liked that one. That was fine. We had, obviously, PulseCon 2022 with the, you know, them announcing some Power Ranger things, and, you know, they were part of day one. And then this year, we've only had two so far at the time of this recording. Technically three, but the third one is just the full Cosmic Fury panel. So both of these were related to 30th anniversary. We had the one January 7th, which had Sam. They are no longer with Hasbro. John Warden, design director. Jordan, product designer, who's still with the brand. Yes. Right, Josh? Yep, as far as I know, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, who was a brand creative, uh, he was new to that stream. I had never seen him before. And Loretta, production designer. And... That's when they revealed we got Dino Thunder Black, Mezagog, Lost Galaxy Pink, Dino Fury Blue, the Tenga 2 pack, and they showed off more of the Astro Megazord. All of those are out already. I have them all. Cool stuff. I'm going to be posting probably like in the next day or two after we record this, but um, that stream, Sam, they mentioned in that, I forget the exact wording that they used, but they did basically tease the Master Morph yes. in that stream. So the Master Morpher is absolutely, please, as far as I know, it's absolutely <laughs> coming out. Yeah. It's the one th I want it so badly. So I don't see any reason why we could expect that to not happen because they did technically already tease it. So like, we should be okay with it. They did because Sam said that they worked with JDF for a couple 30th anniversary things. And I mean, the Master Morpher is it. And Josh, from your interview that we had, thank you so much for letting us have that and, and talk about it. But JDF revealed that that was pretty much his idea. Yeah, I about to say, JDF killed the uh, white movie more for y'all. I mean, how dare he? <laughs> I wanted that. <laughs> That's the most fascinating thing. And we talked about it. You know, we can mention we listened to last year's show to kind of refresh ourselves. And right. You know, one of the things that somebody mentioned was bringing, you know, when Hasbro first started their role play line, you know, it was a lot of things that 
Bandai had done, you know, fairly recently. I get it from Hasbro's perspective. It's something they hadn't done, but you're five years into this line and you're talking about doing a morpher that's already out there and something that's pretty fresh in people's memories. Like, why wouldn't a master morpher be the first thing exactly. <laughs> that you would do? Right off the back of Dimensions in Danger. Right. I think one of the most disappointed times I had ever been ever for the lightning collection in terms of hearing leaks was when I was told that Hasbro legitimately asked the question, what's a master morpher? Oh, that really, really, really disappointed me because I mean, yes, I get it. <laughs> I definitely get it. I have five Lunar Wolf Rangers. Sometimes they don't know certain <laughs> things about certain things. And right. so I, I understand that. And I totally don't think that it needs to be a requirement by any means to work on the brand and be an expert. That's fine. You don't have to be. I do expect you to know some things and to, and to be able to do uh, diligent research and into figuring out how things are supposed to be, which a lot of times did not happen. But I'm sorry. I've seen custom Master Warfers probably weekly for five years. Yep. It's probably the most fan-requested Morpher that isn't like Titanium or In Space mm -hmm. or, yep. or Tommy's regular Morpher or like something like one of those. I can't fathom the idea that like you already made the power morpher and then you made the pink one you made the yellow one and you're working on a white one which i mean i'll be honest i don't have i never was able to get the bandai versions of the movie morphers sure. so i legitimately would want a white ranger movie morpher now that i have yellow and pink i kind of wish that i would have been able to get the other four but i can't deny that a master morpher is absolutely the better choice and the more fan desired choice than what they were originally intending and it's definitely the better choice to go with that especially with what it's going to represent now to the fandom uh, because it's going to be such a I, this item <laughs> it's going to sell because oh yeah it's going to not only represent now the end of the lightning collection as possibly being like one of the final products depending on when the yellow ranger helmet releases and stuff like that it will be one of the final roleplay items that they ever make it will be jdf's final product it'll be yeah. a fan desired thing that people have been wanting for half of a decade and depending on when they release it almost a anniversary of of jdf's uh, passing exactly it's not just a more desired toy it's a sentimental thing too it's going to be like the most bittersweet piece of plastic that's ever been made some people have said and i know eric you said it, i think before we started recording yes i'm buying two of these i don't care if it's plastic free packaging and i'll never see it i'm getting two of these i have to have two of these if i if i yeah. can if i'm only able to get one that's fine uh but like Man, I'm so happy that from what I've heard about it and what is probably public already, there was a really, really good mock-up that was posted online a couple weeks ago, whenever this video is, or I said it again, whenever this podcast I sort of got, I'm cutting out all mentions of this. <laughs> and so the time that we're recording this, this mock-up was posted on Twitter and it, it was really convincing. But I think that they're doing what you want it to be with is what I'll say. Sure. Hopefully, you know, it actually does turn out nice and the price isn't too ridiculous and it's not too hard for people to get because here's what they should do. Since I think it will probably be a PulseCon exclusive, I would really hope that they would take a cue from last year's G.I. Joe exclusives. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about with those, Serpentor and Dr. Mindbender were the SDCC and PulseCon uh, exclusive last year, respectively. And just like what's happening this year with the G.I. Joe exclusives for those two conventions, they went up for pre-order on Hasbro Pulse after the convention. If you were a premium member, you got early access, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was a pre-order period because they weren't in stock. And they kept opening the pre-orders up for additional rounds, which they never do that for a convention exclusive. They're going to have to for the Master Morpher. Oh, definitely. I'm sitting here going, like, even though you're putting the line to rest for a minute, please 
please understand that you should probably do a couple batches of these and it would be worth your time. Yeah, it'd be worth your time and the money you're going to make yes. from this. Absolutely. But Hasbro understands nothing, not yeah. a thing. So be ready to fight in the streets for these things. <laughs> I need y'all training. I need y'all punching bag stuff. Whatever it is you need to get high. Oh, I'm creating a whole montage. I'm creating a whole workout montage for this. Yeah, it, yeah, there's yeah, going to yeah. be pit fighting. It's going to be brother <laughs> against brother for Morpher. Get ready. I'll kill you all. I don't care. I need one. <laughs> Ken's gone full 180. He was the most optimistic person on this show last year, and now he's the villain. That's right. Josh is a murderer. It's it's bad, Ken. It's bad, Ken. We're bringing that back. I've been smoking. No, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I vape. I vape. You're vaping so hard, man. That's right. My mom said, you can't smoke. I said, I vape now, woman. I vape. I vape, and I do bad things. I'm bad, Ken. I'm Ken with one in. How about that? Oh, Whoa. that's right. It's getting hard in here. Sometimes I stand outside Hasbro with a lollipop in my mouth, pretending it's a cigarette, and I go, I'm going to get that Master Morpher. <laughs> I will beat John Warden's <laughs> in the street. <laughs> Give me the goods, John. Give me the John, goods. John Warden's going to need to call the Warden when I'm done with him. Oh, I'm oh okay. <laughs> Ranger Command after dark. <laughs> no, Ranger Command got dark. Oh. <laughs> also on that January 7th stream, uh, they had the reveal of the 30th anniversary brand design. Like, oh, that how far that went. <laughs> how many things did they put that on? I think like five, six. Like, yeah, they really got their money's worth out of that thing. Yeah. yeah. That's when they revealed, showed off uh, remastered MMPR blue and yellow. And then they also did, Sam did an interview with Becca Barnes, Alwyn Dale, and Simon Bennett uh, for the reveal of Cosmic Fury Black, Zenith, and Red. And then three months later, we had another 30th anniversary live stream on April 17th. Emily was back. Yes, yes. Woo! Even on our podcast a year ago, I was like, I miss Emily. Oh, yes. I miss Emily oh so much. God. And she is back. And Eric, you were a part of my reaction stream for that particular yeah. one. I was blown away because I remember the night before, and you know, I think we've all seen the infamous Vaughn clip from that stream. <laughs> <laughs> the night before, I was kind of getting some rumblings about what we could see. I was kind of sitting there going like, well, you know, it would probably make sense if they revealed this. It's probably the right time to kind of talk about this. And I, I was like, it could be too early for wave 15, but it also might not be. So I, I messaged Vaughn and I'm like, you're going to be on, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, I'm just letting you know. I'm not, and I don't want to get your hopes up, but like, mm -hmm. we could see Turbo Red tomorrow. And he's like, Josh, don't even. He's like, don't get me hyped for it. I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I know, I know. I'm just saying it's a potential possibility. And well, it did happen. But like, the thing is that Emily, which by the way, she's on five different brands at Hasbro. That's insane. She's a rock star. And I hope she's really not getting burnt out. Well, it's easy to do when they start killing off brands. You no, can... it's, it totally <laughs> is. Yeah. The, the primary brand you see her on is uh, G.I. Joe, which like right. killing it over there. But I know she's also part of their D&D brand, Magic, Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, and Starting Lineup. Mm -hmm. So she's so good at what she does. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the G.I. Joe streams, I think, are next level. I, I think truly the G.I. Joe marketing strategy from how they tease things, from how they reveal things, from how they can uh, contain 
and uh, control the narrative of leaks and how they present themselves on their stream. That should have been the model for Power Rangers. It should have been the model for Hasbro's entire portfolio. Yeah. It is the gold standard on how you do this correctly. And you still have people, the G.I. Joe community is just like the Power Rangers one. I'm part of that in a small degree. And I see people complaining going, they only announced like seven figures for Yojo June. (laughs) The line is dead. (laughs) And I would comment on Facebook and I go, you guys got seven figures for Yojo June? Oh, I wish. (laughs) Exactly. You have the the two highest performing Haslabs that are not Marvel. Come on. Yeah. I'm curious as somebody who's, you know, cause you're, you talked a little bit before we started recording about, you yeah. know, you know, your history with the GI Joe brand is pretty right. surface level at, right. at best. You know, you didn't grow up with the show or anything. And I'm, I'm the same way. Like I didn't, I've never been in the GI Joe. I mean, I think the figures yeah. look cool, but I'm not like that kind of action figure collector generally. Sure. Right. What is it though? Cause that brand, we talked about this on the last, you know, last year's show too, is it's definitely a collector oriented brand. What is yeah. it about that, that makes the action figures work so well, but nothing else around it works like the I, media all f- yeah. like kind of flails. Like, I feel like maybe what it is, is just some sort of thing to where the demographic that is collecting GI Joe and the demographic that would be the ones who grew up collecting it is that I, I think, I think it stems from the idea that classified uh, not necessarily how it was when it started, because classified was not intended to be what it is now. It, it definitely had a change. Very early on, it had a change. If you go look at the first 20 figures in the G.I. Joe classified line, True. they are they are very different from the from the back mm. 80 that we have now. Because G.I. Joe classified was envisioned, it started in 2020, which, you know, a great time to start. It was, <laughs> uh, it started in 2020, and what it was, was it was supposed to be a tie-in line to the Snake Eyes movie that they were developing. Right. right. And so the idea was the first 10 figures, roughly, were basically the original iconic characters in a modern, almost futuristic, almost sci-fi type of approach. You look at figure number one, uh, Roadblock, he's got like this weird vest and he's, he's holding like this weird futuristic gun that has like multiple handles and stuff. I don't even know how you're supposed to have him hold it, honestly. <laughs> and like, it looks really strange. It looks like some sort of yeah alien like, thing. Yeah. That's what the idea of about the brand was. It was going, Hey, and, and Hey, this is a good thing to keep in mind as well for power Rangers. GI Joe at the time had been a brand on the shelf had been iced for a, a period of time. You know, I don't remember exactly because I don't know how I never followed these toy lines before. But I know that it had been a couple of years since G.I. Joe stuff was mm-hmm. really on the shelves. Then the uh, figures like 11 through 15 were Target exclusives, which were plagued with a uh, low supply, but a high demand issue where Target did not order a lot of them because the line was brand new. And there was, of course, the beginning of the pandemic. So it was like not necessarily a production problem, but like definitely became a production problem to try to get more of them. And so those ones have become very, very expensive on the aftermarket. Oh, yeah. But those ones were a little bit more in align with like what the original toys were. And they've brought back old toy line themes. So like in the 80s and in the 90s, they took these figures and they repainted them. They gave them like special like task force names. So like there was like the Cobra Island figures and the Night Force figures. Right. And they're like redecos for a jungle scenario or like a a covert operation scenario and like all that kind of cool stuff. And it's all just repaints. That's that's all it ever was in the 80s. That's all it is now. Hmm. And so what they were able to do with that, though, is that they've been giving each store a specific one of these subsets. Right. So like Walmart gets Night Force and Target gets Cobra Island. You know what kind of figure that you're looking for. You know where you're going to have to go to get it. And what's Hmm. really interesting about this line is that I think what's so successful about it is that 
what happened was those Cobra Island figures, those original batch of them were so popular and the original figures that came out, even though people were not super on board with the, the design changes, they were so popular that they were like, okay, well, maybe we have a hit on our hands. And then figures number 15 through 20 are the five figure, I think it's something like that, 15 through 20 or 16 through 21, something like that. Those ones are the ones based off of the movie, the Snake Eyes movie. Right. And they stand out as a very uh, awkward outlier because they did terribly. <laughs> the movie bombed very badly. I and mean, granted, part of that is a pandemic thing. I see those on the shelves still. Yes. Jeez. Everywhere. They have only finally started to make their way to Ollie's stores and stuff like that. <laughs> like, for example, like uh, I don't pre-order G.I. Joe that much because even though sometimes that's a risky thing to do because some of these figures do become expensive, Lightning Collection sentai rider yeah. that's my top priority so i pre-order that kind of stuff and if i have extra income that i can splurge on gi joe i do it i'm almost caught up on the line which i'm very thankful for but i only pre-order gi joe figures like when it's a Haslab thing or it's something to where like if i don't pre-order it now i'm never going to get it for that price again right but for example the movie figures <laughs> i got the entire set of five of them on ebay two years ago for like 17 dollars oh <laughs> and i was like okay and i didn't really want them but i was like but i want those number gaps of course and so like i wasn't gonna not pick them up that's kind of the mentality that, that everybody's had with them is just oh you know and they're actually not bad figures actually pretty good uh they have these really nice actor likenesses and what's cool is that hasbro's used those figures again they've used the body molds there was like these uh i want to say it's like yukio or something like that and she was like kind of like a generic ninja character in the film right and they've used her figure body, which was a good figure. And they repainted it, gave it a, like a new, like really cool, like uh, Kabuki mask. And they gave it, they turned it in one, into oh. one of the original uh, blue ninjas that they sold on Amazon. Right. But like, that's the movie figure body. And so like, they've been reusing those pieces and stuff like that. So like, what I think is so successful about G.I. Joe and what they're doing over there is I think, first of all, they understood and they course corrected very quickly when they realized that the initial intention of what the line was supposed to be, which was new G.I. Joe products to celebrate a new movie. And they realized that that was not going to work and that that wasn't successful. They did the smart thing and they didn't put the brakes on it necessarily. And they didn't like try to restart again to this day, even through the plastic free packaging changes and through a bunch of other things, the numbers are still going up from the original sequence started back in 2020. So like those five movie figures, even though I'm sure that they're kind of embarrassed by those, those are figures 16 through 21. And if you want all the numbers, you got to get them. Yeah. Hmm. That's a nice continuity. I like, I mean, that's, yeah. I don't know how you would work that into like another line, but that's exactly. pretty interesting. I think it's a very bold thing that they, that they're like, you know what? We've had some blunders, but we're going to take it and we're going to, we're going to learn from it. And I guess they do that with black series too. Don't, aren't those numbered as well? Yeah. Black series used to be comprehensively numbered, but now they're numbered by individual show and movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. It's almost like how uh, pops number theirs as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And and now they have that connecting box art where the sides form like one giant uh, mural scene. Can, yeah. yeah. I think there's like 500 million Mandalorian figures and <laughs> if you for some reason collected all of them, you probably have like like a twenty mile long mural somewhere in your house <laughs> somehow of artwork that continues. It like it's like they have that. Yeah. But for classified, uh, and here's the thing too, they knew how to market their Haslabs very well too because this is how they get you. The Haslabs include figures that are exclusive, and even though at the time of this, the ha they haven't uh, shipped out the the Hiss tank yet from last year. Sure. It's about to ship soon. They have confirmed that the Hiss tank and, and same thing with the Dragonfly that's about to wrap up, the figures included inside of it 
are going to be individually boxed with their own unique artwork. They're going to just be a figure box oh, inside of wow. a bigger box. Wait, so are they going to have their own numbers? And if you didn't buy the HasLab, you do you now have a number gap in your collection? Yes. Wow. wow. So <laughs> they haven't confirmed what the numbers are for the Dragonfly yet because it's still you know going. But they confirmed that the His Tank is figures number 99, 100, and 101. So some oh, pretty good numbers, yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's a genius thing, too, because some people bought multiple His Tanks and some people bought multiple Dragonflies. It's not really going to work as much for the His Tank, but for the Dragonfly, it definitely will. Because the Dragonfly had unique characters, but the His Tank kind of had like generic drivers and gunners. So if you bought multiple His Tanks, then you probably want all your extra figures. But if you bought multiple Dragonflies because you wanted a fleet of them for your G.I. Joes, you can sell a fully boxed individual figure from the Dragonfly to somebody who just wants to get that character but didn't have the money or didn't want to back a $300 HasLab. And that is genius. You could probably pay back almost your your what you committed to the yeah, HasLab. you absolutely can. And so right. now you look at that and you go, oh, that's probably why both of these HasLabs got over 20,000 backers when all they needed was 10. Absolutely crazy. It's really, really, really impressive. I also think because G.I. Joe is like, what, 50, 60 years? Yeah, something like mm -hmm. that, yeah. Older than that, right? Because it was like the 50s or 60s or something when like the, the original dolls. You're definitely on your, like, your third or fourth generational buyer at this point, too, with that series. You are. Yeah, you definitely are. Exactly. And so there's a lot of buy-in for people my age all the way down to to josh yeah because my dad had gi joe's josh's mm -hmm. dad had gi joe's i remember yeah. gi joe's growing up the cartoon came out in the 80s when i was a kid it's like an amplified version of power rangers because power rangers is still 30 years that's a couple generations at least i mean there's kids who watch the show that now have kids that's yeah. a multi-generational franchise but it's like take that times two two and a half three and that's what gi joe is and i think mm -hmm. even though there's not a cartoon or a movie the figures still sell because it's just gi joe it's what's so brilliant about it too is that now that the line primarily focuses on six inch modern toy and gi joe was always a three and a half yeah. inch figure line so the line has now grown up with you. Yeah. So you have that sort of incentive to go, I collected these, you know, like you said, however many years ago, or this is your version of GI Joe. Like it is for me. This is my GI Joe. Now mm -hmm. you have those people that go, Oh, this is how I get into this. Or, Hey, this is really cool that what I loved is back in my life again, but like very similar. It's very, it's, it's nostalgic. You know, it's, it's the whole thing where it's, it's exactly what I remember it being but it's better and it grew up with me and it matured with me and I have an opportunity to have it back into my life again and I really want that. And so I think that that's why G.I. Joe has such a strong toy line and community behind it, but can't seem to get media off of the ground in a successful capacity. Well, I think some of the media problem too, I mean, this is talked about plenty of places. I'm not breaking any ground here, but I just think the media is so hard to, it's just a hard sell. It is. Especially internationally, because it's like, right. 
Yes. Try selling, hey, big old American war machine. Like, that's right. not going to sell another country. I mean, I had this exactly. conversation with Chris, uh, Geek with Chris, Toku Chris, whatever you know him by. The way that you sell G.I. Joe and make it work and actually as a media franchise is like you just go full MAGA. I mean, it would suck. Like, it would not be something yeah. I would be. <laughs> no, no. In. But yeah, I think yeah. that's, I think that's, that would be the way to at least make profit from it. I'll put it you that way. You can make it NATO Joe. Like that's, you know. <laughs> NATO Joe. <laughs> War's not bad if we're all involved. And then they high five. <laughs> if we're all killing, it's not chilling. And then yeah. We include both sides of the fight. So it's, it's fun. Well, all I know is that Geek with Chris got me the spirit iron knife. Oh, action figure for christmas and i'm like this dude came not only with a full arsenal and knives but he came with a freaking bald eagle this is the greatest action figure line in and recent terms he had swappable wings i know that's the crazy <laughs> thing and like his little beak can open and stuff like oh my god it's so good I think too is that I guess we'll see how this goes because mm -hmm. I think it's I, I don't know when it's supposed to take effect, but I assume probably starting in like 2024, 2025. I guess it also depends on like when the, the writer's strike and actor's strike wrap up. Right. Or if they or if they can get those resolved. But going forward, the next attempt for a G.I. Joe media franchise is not by itself. It is a Transformers yes. uh, collaborative universe that they're now gonna try to build. And you know what's really cool? They're already doing it. So last month in Yojo June. They revealed a couple of new figures for their Night Force line, uh, the, the Walmart one. In the background of the boxes for every single, so like, like, like on the box art for yeah. those figures, there are uh, pink Energon cubes on the ground from Transformers. Oh, Lord. And in the product <laughs> description, they're already setting up this Energon universe is that there's some sort of threat with these cubes or something. And so they're going to tie that in so that that way they can have a, a Transformers connection in the six inch line for uh, G.I. Joe. And then for the Transformers line, you're going to be able to bring those G.I. Joe vehicles and make them into Transformers. It's a brand relationship that like really works well. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they translate that to the screen. Will mm -hmm. that be successful on the screen? I don't know. I feel like it's definitely something that is going to be uh, a unique take. I definitely think that it's something that's worth giving that a shot. I think it will be highly uh, successful for the toy line because they're going to have two fandoms that are going to really like that. You're also going to have the people that are going to complain because, you know, people are going to be like how Lightning Collection was whenever we got Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. They're going to go, I can't believe Optimus Prime version of Snake Eyes is in my classified series <laughs> instead of like Low Light's brother who was in two episodes of the show in 1987. I can't believe that they wasted a thought on that. And I'm sure people are going to say that kind of thing. But I think that that's really interesting. And as somebody who has no personal connection to G.I. Joe or Transformers, but is at least somewhat familiar with both of them because of the stuff that my dad had and from my friends like like Toku Chris, uh, Keek with Chris uh, and like uh, Chris Lawn and stuff like that from Geek Each Week. I at least have a, like a very bare bones understanding of some of these characters. And even I think this is kind of cool and I want to give it a shot. Like it's there it is. Well, uh, now that this became the G.I. Joe podcast, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you never know, it might have to be. It might have to be. <laughs> but yeah, on that April 17th, of course, Emily being back, Jarrett, the product designer, John Warden. We also have Jordan and Loretta show up on that stream as well. And that's pretty much your Power Rangers team right there. 
might not be for long who knows but one thing i was very glad that they did do was they did address the concerns of the low quality qc and they did say you could reach out to customer service i've had to do that a couple times over the past i got basically a bonus lost galaxy pink out of that which i may just turn into corone but that means i got another quasar saber for yellow oh yeah yeah there you go but no i'm glad that they addressed those concerns and it sucks that they had to do it but at least they got ahead of it a little bit which i was glad for i think for especially with that is that i never would have expected them to be like you know what guys almost all the figures we make have problems like they're not going to say that but what i really do appreciate as a fan and as a consumer and as you know anybody related in like any kind of relationship to this line and what i really really applaud emily for and what i would have to assume is probably her influence because you know she was the one who said who brought up the statement and also coincidentally they started to acknowledge and take a little bit of accountability right when she came back so i'm sure that she had some kind of important part of it literally the stream starts and like the first thing that she did was like you know they introduced everybody welcome back emily to the team after a long time and then the first thing is that thing is that statement and here's the thing is it the most amazing statement because no it's exactly what everybody's already been doing contacting has professor care that's what we've all been doing for years didn't matter that the statement wasn't anything new but it was the fact that they gave the statement. Yes. That meant a lot. And it was one of those, it was one of those like, you know, actions speak louder than words kind of moments where like I appreciate that at least, even if there's really not going to be that big of an increase in actual quality control measures, at least you did that and you didn't punch a pinata. And that's all that I really need. <laughs> pinata was so stupid. I know we've lamented a bit, but all of the streams since that debacle last year have been better yes 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 (laughs) i want to give them credit (laughs) that is definitely and i feel so bad that i can't remember who what their name was but that was because i actually don't think they're part of the brand anymore they're one of the layoffs but i feel bad that i can't remember there was a person who was their head marketing person had something like that that was in charge of like those alive uh, event production things and they took over after the pinata one and the first one. And then they stopped at PulseCon 2022. So like, yeah. yeah. And it definitely showed. It definitely showed. And then also with this stream, obviously we had Turbo Red, RPM Yellow, Lightspeed Blue. Great reveals. Great moment with Vaughn. I, I love that reaction from his. That, that That's <laughs> forever. Too. But then they're like, hey. Here's a couple more Cobra Kai you didn't ask for with Johnny Lawrence <laughs> as the black boar. And they gave some BS. Oh, yeah, Shaolin, whatever. And, and Miguel Diaz as the Red Eagle Ranger. Total missed opportunity not to have green fan cast uh, Tommy. They put those on the same website. They put that red ecliptor because I am not good enough. you see that and that's that's one of the things there to where like i don't like the cobra kai figures i i have proudly uh paid so far every single one of them that i have owned has still not added up to the cost of one of them so i'm I'm really oh that's good i have three fifths of them and i still haven't paid for like the price of one of them so i'm doing pretty good josh killed the line i told you (laughs) price he's getting scam figures off the back of a truck Hey, look, I got two of every one of those figures because they had two different kind of renders on the box, which was so stupid and Dude, weird to me. But... So you have a problem. 
Oh, I know. <laughs> but hey, but hey, Eric, you know what? It's okay because you no longer have a problem. <laughs> I no longer have a problem. And now that I'm almost done with everything, I'm going to be, you know what? You know what I'm really excited to do genuinely? Because I'm going to do it. The to dunk on everyone who doesn't have as much as you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. But also, <laughs> I'm looking forward to now that I can actually probably reorganize the shelves to actually accommodate the full collection and not have to right. try to future proof it. I am very excited to take the photo that will be the lightning collection, the whole thing that you could possibly mm. get. That'd be and awesome. I, I'm so excited to take that photo and I probably will be able to do it in the next like six months or so. And to me, that will have always been worth it. Yeah. Not only was I always its biggest advocate and will continue to be so, not only was I always its most reliable source of information and will, and will try to continue to be so, but the fact that I did put my money where my mouth was and well, sometimes <laughs> and I bought every single thing in the line to a completely ridiculous degree. And if there was something to where I genuinely thought the price was not worth my money, I waited like the daggers, yeah. like yeah. the Cobra Kai's, like the remastered even. I've been getting the remastered on Entertainment Earth whenever they put them up as not mint, even though not mint just means the box might have a little dent. And I saved $10 on each remastered thing. Killed the line. You <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> just say kill the one. Yeah, no, yeah. I was no, I was coughing. Oh, I didn't oh, say oh, oh okay, right. okay. We also had the MMPR remastered announcement with red yes. with shield, which broke the internet. Green with <laughs> green with no shield, pink, and then black, which now we finally know how that's getting released. Yes. Um, at San Diego Comic-Con Entertainment Earth will have a pre-order open as well as Hasbro Pulse. They will have that pre-order window open. You can still order it after the show. It's not like it's a super limited window or anything. That will be up for pre-order. Entertainment Earth does have some on hand. Isn't that correct? I don't remember if it said that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did because... yeah. The entire team of remasters have already been released overseas. So like these are these should be yeah. all ready to go and everything. So they, they should be. Also unveiled on this 30th anniversary live stream was that the selfie series now has the option for the Black Ranger. So that means you can get red, pink, and black. And just released today in a press release as we're recording this, Hasbro announced that the selfie series is getting an upgrade where now you can add glasses, sculpted yes. facial hair, and more hairstyles. So now I will finally be able to get my selfie oh, series. Same. I'm so excited to get my fourth selfie series. Oh, man. Oh, my God. The best part of that photo you were talking about, like this big photo of all these things you've bought, will also stand a testament to your children of instead of getting whatever care I needed for my <laughs> mind, I instead spent it on all of this. Aren't you glad? <laughs> instead of therapy and medication, I bought four selfies. <laughs> I will someday pass to you when I die. You know, it, it kind of works out because I had exhausted all the Power Ranger options and I did need to get the classified series options. So. This is okay. This is I okay. think you need to buy a fifth selfie series so you have one for each lunar wolf. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> lunar Josh. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know where Eric wants to take this, but I think we're kind of done yeah. with that part of it. Now let's kind of reflect because a year ago, you know, we had mixed feelings. Part of me was like if they don't take off and do things at this 30th anniversary, it's going to be a failure. Well, here we are a month from Power Rangers anniversary day, 
and we get all this doom and gloom news and i mean there's no social media person it's all robot maybe once a month tweets it's not a great look for the 30th anniversary it's really not which is a real real shame yeah that's something ken and i've talked about is this would suck regardless you know a lot of the developments that have happened in the last few months but the fact that it's all happening on the precipice of the 30th anniversary we're about six weeks away from the official date it's just it's like it's happy sad. anniversary babe i want a divorce is what it is <laughs> is what it feels like it sucks yeah even if if you took away the backdrop of possible cancellations and we're no longer filming the show in new zealand and all that other stuff like I would still be a little disappointed about the 30th anniversary regardless. So it's right. like you throw that on top of it. And then let's just be honest too. It's kind of like Ranger fans keep getting kicked in like the crotch a lot lately. So <laughs> yeah. you have like the thing that happened with JDF, you know, really kind mm -hmm. of was a really a big blow to a lot of people. And then you roll into the anniversary year and, and it's kind of been all over the place. So I just don't think the Ranger folks have had it really kind and easy uh no. the past two years completely and i think that it's one of those things to where a lot of what we're seeing in the fandom and in just the way that we are currently interacting and um engaging with the brand yeah. it's a lot of just really sad angering bad things with definitely some highlights of course as we talked about tonight it's one of those things where it really does just create this very strange feeling I'm very excited for the 30th anniversary next month. As I, you know, I alluded to, I, I have a really big project in the works that I am immensely proud of. I've had a couple of people help me with it. And I think this is really going to truly be something special that a lot of fans are really going to enjoy. And I couldn't be happier that I'm going to finally get to share it with you guys. But at the same time, I'm still kind of going like, but this is like, this is the last hurrah. Yep. And when, when August wraps up, I'm going to continue Lightning Aftermath as much as I can on the channel. And I'm going to try to keep not necessarily business as usual because I'd be kind of just ignoring reality to a certain extent. But I will just kind of try to just do what I can and we'll go from there. And I, and when the brand comes back and it's ready to really be Hasbro's version of this brand and to be the next big attempt to really bring it back to its relevancy and bring it back to its prominence, I will be there. And I'll be waiting, but I'm fine with this in a certain degree to where I think it does need to kind of take a break. Some people need to kind of just sit there and go, what do we want to get out of this? Mm -hmm. Are we getting out of it what we want? Are we not getting what we want out of it? And what does it mean to you? And what do you want it to have an impact on in your life? And I think that we'll have a very reflective point of time. It's a very bittersweet anniversary because... I look back on the 25th anniversary and as much as we clowned on the 25 for 25, at least that was something that we got. And honestly, huge, huge props to Bandai for continuing yeah. to promote that when they had already been, you know, announced as divorcing the brand. We, of course, gave Bandai flack for not getting the psycho females out in time for not getting the master more for that. They were probably going to make it some point out in time for not right. getting Shogun Megazord, whatever it may be. And yes, of course, we would have still, it would have still been nice to get those things. At least we got the psychos eventually with Hasbro. I can't believe we still don't have a Shogun or a Master Morpher. Well, I guess we're <laughs> going to get that, you know, five years later. 
uh, when we have to go through this again. But back then, things were a lot simpler. <laughs> and sure. second of all, I think that uh, it was just nice that even though we were going to head into a new era and we were going to head into something that was very uncertain, the way out honestly was pretty smooth. I think that uh, I wouldn't say it's something we took for granted, but I definitely look back at that period of time for a little bit of a sense of nostalgic feeling of going, you know what? We really did have it pretty good. It's not perfect. Sure. My point was like with the 30th, it's definitely more bittersweet because of the reasons that we talked about. And I think for me in this past year, if we're reflecting back on the past, you know, 12 to 14 months, it just feels like just as a fandom has been tearing itself apart almost every other weekend over something small or minor. And as a fan, it's tiring to see other fans get into it like that. And I think it's led to a lot of burnout, myself included, and with life stuff happening and and all that. But what I want to do, at least for this podcast, is like you, Josh, I've got something planned and I think it's going to be something really fun and unique. And once Ranger Command hits 10 years in January, whether I sunset this podcast or what, with the comics we know are going at least for another year come August yeah. for the Darkest Hour event, and it might go beyond if Boom Studios keeps paying for the license for the comics from Hasbro. Obviously, they'll keep doing it. If Ranger Command becomes a comic review podcast with the Comic Squadron, then so be it. Maybe release an episode a month or whatever. But whatever happens, at the end of the day, I've been a fan of this franchise for 30 years, and I don't need a company to tell me how much I love Power Rangers. Just because a product isn't coming out, aside from the comics, we may get no products in 2024. You know what? That's fine. I have plans in my life where... I don't need to be spending hundreds or thousands of dollars on stuff. And I truly think that Hasbro needs to take a step back, figure out what the hell it wants to do with Power Rangers, if they want to do anything with it at all, and go from there. That's why I'm hopeful, maybe to a naive point of being hopeful, but I really am hopeful that this Lightning Collection ending is not a cancellation, but a hiatus. Because if they can figure out a way to make these figures better at a lower cost point, move production where they need to, as long as they reevaluate, I think in the end, Power Rangers is too big of a property to just fester for five, 10 years. Jumping off that point, I think people hear the word break, whether it's with the Lightning Collection, with the show, and they break, it just turns into something far more than what it is, which is just. A break. It can mean a lot of things. It's it's kind of open-ended and ambiguous. But I think in the case of Power Rangers in particular, it's a franchise that it's too, kind of two-pronged why it kind of break takes on such a bigger meaning to a lot of people. It's been ongoing. It hasn't stopped. You had the gap there a little bit, but you still had a toy line. You The reversioning, like whether you want to count that or not, it still was a different show that had product for it. It was something that was going and then two i've talked about this with you eric and, and josh both this is a fandom that is very intertwined with the internet and yeah. grew up online for the most part and i think that has positives and it has a lot of negatives <laughs> and i think some of the negatives when you talk about the fandom kind of tearing itself apart to some degree i think that's where that some of that comes into play is you have a lot of people right. who for better or worse and it's almost always worse because you don't want to be this type of person, but have made this thing they enjoy their 
entire personality, at least right. online. You right. know, I won't say that that's how they are in real life, but online, that is who they present as is I am a Power Rangers fan. And the fact that this might go away for a little while is literally the worst thing that could ever happen to me. It's worse than losing a, a parent. It's worse than breaking a limb. It is literally the worst thing that I could possibly imagine happening. So any news that sounds like it's bad is fake and I don't want to listen to it. Right. That's just kind of the world we live in. The people act that way and it's unfortunate, but I think one, I hope those people can kind of come to grips with that in a healthy way. But also I think people like you and Josh, you know, me and Ken are, I guess in a way, a content creator. I mean, I'm, I'm working on something, but it's, I'm not like a content creator in the sense that I'm doing this daily. Sure. Thinking sure. about it in a lot of ways, but you help people through that. I think mm-hmm. with the mm. things you do and keep going, that's not to put a burden on either of your shoulders, but no. and there's plenty of people that are doing that outside of this podcast. But I think a break is good in a sense. You know, one, yeah, Hasbro will have time to reflect and do what they want to do and continue working on projects that are in development and and what have you, but. Also, it gives the Phantom a chance to kind of reflect on itself, I hope, and why you like this thing. You know, for a lot of people, and for me, I think even to some degree, it is, it's tied to the product. You know, mm-hmm. I kept watching Power Rangers. You know, I never left it. I never, I was, I know some people kind of left, you know, they grow up with it and then kind of stop watching. I never stopped watching it, but the toys were something that connected me to it and really kept me invested in it to some degree yeah. um, for a period of time, like in the you know, Mystic Force Operation Overdrive. There were shows there that I didn't in the moment care for as much, but the toys kind of kept me invested in the suits. And I think product is kind of intertwined with Power Rangers. And so when you if you take that away for a while, it kind of makes you think, why do I like this? What what is it about this that I really enjoy? Um, The toys are part of it, but it's also there's a lot of reasons to like Power Rangers. And I just hope people kind of reflect on that and remember that as they go through this break. The other thing to remember, too, is we can't also pretend like I'm not involved in like daily fandom stuff sure Uh, i stay really far away from it i usually get updates about what's going on every once in a while from josh or something but it just seemed like everybody and not everybody but a lot of people the sentiment was a lot of people were kind of burnt out and a little tired and a lot of people were talking about well you know this is what i'm doing now i'm not following it as much so and i see that a lot so it's almost like good timing it could be maybe this was gonna happen anyways yeah yeah and i would rather hasbro reset everything figure out what like you all said everyone said tonight like what they want to do with it how is the best approach to do that and then come back when all of us are really clamoring for something and we're ready to jump back in and get our feelings hurt again so to speak um because i think that's just it'll be a lot more fun than kind of where we are right now you know because of course like if they announce tomorrow the new show you know everyone would be excited for it for a little bit but i I just don't think the impact would be the same and also one more thing shout out to our girl we didn't really get to talk about her a lot the 20th anniversary that was a good time that was just a good time i see you over there we all thought 25 (laughs) and 30 could be something like you at all but you're one of a kind 20th anniversary you're one of a kind man 20 20th was like my introduction good times hey they never put a power ranger on a hot wheel until the 20th anniversary (laughs) (laughs) and you're sure i have every single one of those let's go yeah yeah i've got the go say track thing in my closet I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. I was like, oh man, a Hot Wheels 
Power Ranger wow. theme. Like I would have killed for this as a kid. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. It's not that great now, but uh, maybe my <laughs> kids will get something out of it whenever I have them. It's pretty cool. I I think I'm missing like one or two of those. I need to track them down someday. But yeah, those were those were fun. Yeah, 20th anniversary shout out to you. You were great. We had that helmet, the big helmet. Oh my god, the Shaw Factor DVD set. Is that what you're talking oh. about? Oh, that thing is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I'm looking over at mine right now. Yeah, so nice. Yeah, we had that. We got the Legacy Morpher. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. The Legacy Megazord, which I mean, you mean the once and always retool. Morpher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the dimensions in danger, and all the other more, yeah. That and one. the uh, and the Super Sentai uh, Dino Buckler. <laughs> the 20th anniversary is the gift that keeps on giving, and I, I, I no no 20th anniversary slander here. That was a, a good one. Yeah. You know what we had during the 20th anniversary? Our very first Hasbro Power Rangers product with the Monopoly. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, there was Trivial Pursuit. Is that a Hasbro thing too? It was so janky. That was. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I think one year later, my feelings on it are, this is what we're getting. I'm still excited for Cosmic Fury. I know those all those episodes are going to drop on one day, which is unfortunate because we're going to get about two weeks of discussion out of it, and then it'll be done. I will binge the hell out of it. I want to see this bold direction. I know the suits and everything has been dragged through the mud in fan discussion, and I'm ready to see what Simon Bennett is hyping up so much. So I'm excited for that. The Lightning Collection, these last few pieces that we'll get, it's bittersweet, but at least I get some more comic figures out of it. At least I get the Master Morpher and a Yellow Ranger helmet for my wife. And it's bittersweet, but I have to live with that and move on. There's other fandoms, there's other interests that I have, and it's not like this is the end or anything, but it's definitely going to be a different feeling going forward after power rangers day and in like josh said six weeks so it's going to be bittersweet well as a society and a fandom it's just you're constantly programmed to be like what's the next thing what's the next thing and i do think the opportunity we have and at least it's kind of where i've been orienting my feelings about you know reflecting about the 30th anniversary and everything is just that to enjoy what we're getting right now savor it a little bit more and just kind of appreciate it a little differently and not be looking at it and then the back of your mind thinking okay what is the next thing what is the next thing i think it's just it's a good opportunity to slow things down and, and appreciate the what little we are kind of getting you know i know you know once and always was was pretty big deal when it was going on and you know we kind of moved past it but even now like I showed that to a friend this past weekend and he loved it, but I got to look at that in a little bit of a different light and was like, okay, you know, it just makes you appreciate Mm -hmm. everything a little bit better. And I think that's kind of important to do. And unfortunately it's happening, but I guess the good thing is it's letting us do that a little differently. Two things. I hope against hope. I hope so bad that I don't even want to get my hopes up for this is because it's silly, but it's also like it would just be cool. I would love for Cosmic Fury to drop on August 28th. I just think that would be that would be it has to. So it really does good. I mean, that would just be that would almost like it it wouldn't make up for the fact that the 30th is so sweet, bittersweet, but it would be just like, okay, at least you thought about that. The second thing is. You know, if you're a fan and you're sitting here wondering or you've been sitting on something that you've wanted to buy for a while, this is just advice product wise, whether it's something that's been around for a long time or a, a 
fairly recent Lightning Collection product, I would go and buy it because I think the next year, if you're a Power Rangers collector, could be crazy. You're yeah. you're looking the next six months, and then prices will probably start getting kind of wild in the next year or two. Oh yeah, on a lot of things. Scarcity makes things really expensive, and especially as we dry up on the official side for product. You're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of fans looking to supplement their collection and scarcity drives up prices. It's just basic economics. And it was already a harder figure to find as it is. But remember those Target Spectrum boxes from a couple of years ago? Yeah. The Green Ranger one, which of course is going to be expensive because, you know, it's JDF Green Ranger. Sure. That on average, uh, thanks to the amazing website, uh, Action Figure 411, if anybody's familiar with that one, you can use it to track how much figures are like worth for Power Rangers, for G.I. Joe, Marvel. It's fantastic. What's that? What's that again? Action Figure 411. Okay. I contacted the guy over there. He had Lightning Collection on there and it was great. However, there was a lot of little errors and some things that were missing. So I, I sent him a giant list of, hey, you know, I'm not trying to be like, fix your site, but I'm just saying there's a couple things here that are a little inaccurate. And he was like, oh, he's like, oh, he was like, oh my God, I didn't know. And so he, me and him worked over the course of a weekend. We knocked them all out. We got every variant, nice. every box variant. It's all in there. It's trackable. It has a thing. Oh, snap. It shows you all of the latest eBay listings for all this stuff. So it accumulates a average price for anything that you have in your collection. And what was that again? Action figure 411. Action figure 411. 411. Okay. I'm going to be making a video about it in probably like September. So it won't be out at this point, I don't think. But I definitely will be making a video about it soon because. You can like add your collection. Yep. You can make like a wish list and you can make uh, a nice chart. You can like print out a checklist of like these lines. It's, It's a fantastic resource. But the Spectrum Green Ranger figure, according to this site, which usually has, you know, pretty reliable average aftermarket prices, that thing's going for $200. Holy cow. Good lord. And it's like, whoa. (laughs) Did you tell the guy that built this that you were going to kill the lion soon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I figured, well, fix the site first and I'll let him know that uh, he's not going to have to add that much. Oh, by the way, thanks for all the work. I killed the lion. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Had to make sure it was all up to date before we never had to add anything <laughs> to it again. It's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts before we close out? Stay positive, friends. Yes. I think the only thing I'd like to say is just thank you to anybody who follows me on my Twitter accounts while Twitter's still a thing. Thank you for <laughs> uh, thank you for subscribing to my YouTube channel and watching my videos. And I just I cannot put into words what it means to me that I was able to take what is such a genuine passion and what literally, you know, started as a pandemic hobby and that it was all I ever thought it would possibly be and was able to turn it into what is literally my, as of right now, full-time job post-graduation is amazing. Now you have time to update the lightning logbook. And I was going to do that. So yes, Basically, right now, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because I have time now to finally get off the ground a couple projects for the channel that I've always really wanted to do. And I think that people are going to really like. And also, like like Eric just said, the Lightning Logbook has been completely out of date for a while just because it got too overwhelming. And also, John Green over there, you know, I know you're probably listening. Lightningcollectors.com. I mean, you basically made right. the logbook like completely obsolete, but like in the best way possible. And I love you for that. I mean, me and him, we talk constantly about this line. I think me and him have probably had entire therapy sessions and Twitter DMs. It's fantastic. (laughs) But once again, a huge thank you. I'm going to be this line's 
biggest advocate until I can't anymore. I'm going to make lightning collection content of every kind of variety. I'm I'm going to Mr. Beast this thing as much as I possibly can. <laughs> don't you know, don't so. <laughs> mention him on this podcast. You know, I'm going to be going around and going, uh, giving five people on the street has labs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we got some fun stuff in the works or whatever, but you know, I, but like I said, seriously, yeah. just thank you everybody. And also if I had to say anything, just know when you need a break, know yep. when you need to just take a step back and look at what's going on and going, am I happy right now? And if I'm not, why is that the case? And I did that recently. And I think it really does help you know what you need to prioritize, what you need to do for yourself. And hopefully you can improve if you feel like you need to. Okay, then, hey, get up in Uncle Ken's lap. How you doing? Good, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ken. Just um, get off Twitter and it, yeah. get off the internet <laughs> and create your own fandom. Find friends, call them, text them, stay off Twitter, and then just talk about Power Rangers that way. And just like I said a while ago, savor it. It's slowing down, so just don't take anything for granted and get off my lap. (laughs) (laughs) Gladly. I didn't want to be on there in the first place. Um, No. I think you summed it up perfectly and I've done quite a bit of reflecting over the past month uh, or two myself. And I have to remember that, look, I got into power Rangers because I was able to connect with so many friends as a new student in a new school in a new state. And, you know, I'll always have power Rangers to thank for that. I've made so many friends and had so many opportunities in my adult life. Thanks to power Rangers. And again, it's all because of the love for the brand and creating content for the brand, or like Ken said, make your own fandom. You don't have to create content to get something out of the fandom. You can talk about it. You can watch the shows. You can build your collection. You can make artwork. There's so many amazing content creators out there and people just enjoying their hobby and whatever that hobby means for you. If you want to be the world's foremost mystic force collector, then by all means go for it. And I think it's a perfect time. If the brand is resetting or taking a pause, what better way to rediscover the thing that we love. And I think now is the perfect opportunity to do that. That was really well put. Eric, and I think there's a lot of value in just going back and watching what exists mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it's yeah. so easy to get caught up in what's next, what's next, what's next, that you don't take the time to step back and and watch stuff, you know, because I, I collect, you know, a lot in the collection. I'm buying figures from from sure. things and, and I think about it like I'm collecting things from shows I haven't watched in 15 years. And I've just been thinking a lot about that and re, you know, revisiting parts of shows and different seasons and seasons that I didn't connect with right away at first. You know, I, that fast channel, uh, you know, that's capital F-A-S-T, the free ad supported TV streaming, whatever it stands for, that launched on uh, Roku channel recently. I just popped it on and and the couple, you know, I watched the first two episodes of Overdrive just happened to be on. And that was a show that I, in the moment, you know, I think I was in high school, I was late high school. I was kind of had a lot going on and, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm in late high school. And that was probably, if there was a point where I fell off of power Rangers, I guess I would say that's it, but I was still like paying attention to it to some degree and buying toys. So I wouldn't say I was lapsed by any means, but you know, I didn't care for the show. I kind of crapped on it at the time, but I watched that premiere and I thought, 
why did I not like this? Like, like right. there were things that like watching it now that I was like, I really appreciate, like, I, it's a good premiere at least, you know, I, that was all I watched, but you know, again, stress re-engage with the things, the seasons that you maybe didn't like at first and, and maybe mm-hmm. go back and, or find the seasons you like a lot and go and, and do something with them. And maybe, you know, if you're a content creator, do something with old toys or, or whatever it is, there are more than 900 episodes, three movies, and thousands of toys to enjoy about this franchise. And that's before you yeah. even get into all the podcasts and, and YouTube videos and everything else that's out there and and uh, and the book that's coming out in 2025. But uh, <laughs> I think re- rediscover your fandom and your and your reasons why. And I think you'll you'll be in the going in the right direction. Well Absolutely. Well, I think that is going to about do it for this episode of Ranger Command Power Hour. I want to give our guest co-hosts an opportunity to plug their socials and or content. Ken, where can people find you? You could find me on Twitter if you want, if you're still there, uh, at the Ken Glenn. <laughs> and then I'm also on threads, but I don't know what that is in terms of the name. So just... Look for Ken Glenn or something. I'm not tweeting about anything super fun anyway, man. So it's cool. (laughs) Josh Moore, how about you? I am uh, at Kentucky Jam on Twitter. Feel free to follow me there if you'd like, but I'd prefer you follow Power Rangers book on Instagram. I haven't actually posted there yet. And I've had a, I've had a quirky, like a a stupid name change thing that I'm, I'm not actively promoting it yet, but I, I want to, uh, start pointing people in that direction just to that's where a lot of i think i'm gonna i'm gonna lean on uh, mark zuckerberg for more of my book promotion for better or worse so uh we'll see how that goes but yeah i look forward to sharing things with people over there as soon as i can you got a new follower on ranger command hey josh where you at at (laughs) lightning collection killer (laughs) nine four twenty Six six six, all the bad numbers, huh? Is that what it is? Your new series, I loved killing the lightning collection. <laughs> With the little highs, yeah. It's just that little <laughs> mouse. That mouse. Have y'all seen that mouse gift? That's of uh, like he's reading oh, yeah. the book. It just says kill. That's that's. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Of course, as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter. Like as everybody said, for now, <laughs> Living Ranger Key or Lightning Big PR. Of course, check out my channels on YouTube, Toku Topics. Uh, where lightning collection stuff will continue to be forever as much as I can. And also, please check out uh, Too Many Topics. I've been using that channel for G.I. Joe stuff. I'm going to be using it for Marvel stuff. So if you don't want, if you enjoyed my my rambles about G.I. Joe tonight, please check that out. And of course, also, uh, I would greatly appreciate you checking out my Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash Topics. Awesome. And then you can find me. I just started a, a link tree. I mean, you can pretty much find me anywhere at Tricky B47, but it's uh, linktr.ee slash Tricky B47. I'm on the threads. I'm on the blue sky. I'm on Twitch. I'm on YouTube. We got Ranger Command going. I'm on the Instagrams. Yeah. So follow me. I'm all over the place. That'll do it for this episode of Ranger Command. Once again, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and rangercommandpowerhour, all one word, on Facebook and Instagram. And then we're also on Threads and Blue Sky. And yeah, so just (laughs) whatever. Use Linktree. It's all there. 
Yeah. All right, until next time, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next Ranger Command. See ya. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.